Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are we doing? Listen, after last week, I appreciate everyone being so kind uh, for just kind of letting me go through it. Have at it. Have an emotional breakdown. Deal with it. We're all in this together. Uh, I love each and every one of you very much. I'm excited to have my guest on the podcast. He's been on here before. Andrew Collin. He's a friend of mine. He's a comedian. Um, and, you know, I think just I needed to get back to talking to other comics in the sense. You know, I like I like to have a variety of guests, but I think I just need to um, get back to my dumbass roots of just chit-chatting with other people who maybe have a similar human experience, similar to mine, of what it's like to kind of go on the road and do your thing and be in that biz, right? If you were a carpenter, you'd want to talk to other woodworkers about how their woodworking is going. I don't know. Teachers talking to teachers, you know, optometrists talking to other optometrists. So it's always a a pledge uh, to have sweet Andrew on the podcast. He's 40, he's Jewish, he's sexy, he's got beautiful hazel eyes. And I want to catch up with them. I'm just trying new things out on the pod. I'm having chit chats. I'm having honest, real conversations. I'm having giggly conversations. And we're just doing it. It's my podcast, not yours. I'm doing what I want to do. Tell your stepmom to cool her jets. That's what's up. Hope everyone's having a beautiful week. And um, again, thanks for just tuning in and understanding that we're all part of this emotional process and journey. And we're just being fucking idiots. We're giggling. Goddamn. A little update on life. Got a car. It was a lease. Don't worry. Tesla did not work out. Still love uh, my lovely uh, point of contact over there, Allison. I basically decided, you know what? I need to ease into the electrical vehicle situation. So I got a hybrid Audi Q5. That's what's up on God. Dabbing on the haters. Uh, and it's hybrid. So I can charge it. I can drive on gas. And we're checking it out. Shout out to Jim Allison, Atlanta. My boy, George over there, really uh, hooked her up. She got white. She got that nougat interior. I did tell them, I said, listen, George, you got you got to change this to Nutella. I don't know why the hell you call it nougat. Nobody wants to buy a fucking car with nougat interior. And I did lease it. I leased it through the company, you know, which is, I'm still trying to figure out that tech situation. But yeah, so I decided I'm going I'm to step my foot into the kiddie pond of a hybrid vehicle. Because listen, I see the wave of the future. The futures were going green, going electric. But I figured this way I could try it a little bit. You know what I mean? Go back and forth, if you will. But listen, I've had I've had a wild week, a lot of things going on. Where we got people who want to buy the show, which is super exciting. Just a lot of cool things have happened. So I want to get back to just lighthearted, dumbass, silly giggles. Because it's been, we've been in the trenches the last couple of weeks. But fall's coming. I got out on my porch today. Felt a crisp, cool of air. Made a, my almond milk cappuccino with my beautiful Breville machine. I just got out there and I said, wow, fall's a coming. And I thrive in fall. I know a lot of y'all don't. And I trust me, I'm not one of those people who's like, summer's over. Because it's going to be hot in Georgia till at least mid-November. You know what I mean? It's just crisp in the morning. Still going to be up to 93 degrees in about an maybe 45 minutes. 45 past 8 a.m., forget it. The air is thick. Thicker than a snicker. That's from a T-Pain song. He said she was thicker than a Snickers. Love a Snickers bar. Oh, God. The pe- I like a chocolate peanut combination. I'm just going to be honest with you. Really do. Really love when you get a little bit of that peanut, little crunch. I like the texture. It's just it is what it is. 
I love, you know, here's the deal. Audi is really owned by VW. So when I went and test drive, there a lot of y'all said, Heather, try the Q5, get it. And it's like luxury, but attainable, but still like sporty. And I got in it and I was fucking zipping in the hybrid, skeet, skeeting down Peachtree Street. Skirt. And then when I realized that they had a hybrid, I said, hey, George, you know that I want one. And I said, what do you got? And the only ones I had were white ones. I said, okay, listen, I'll get a white SUV. Okay, Karen, you know how I feel. Soon as somebody announces they're pregnant, they get a white Lexus SUV. My mom is still test driving between the Volvo XC60 and the Lexus SUV. And she may get white. I don't know. I literally have been ripping people a new asshole for the last like year. All of my pregnant friends show up in a white Lexus SUV to their baby shower. Um, or just to like lunch. And you're like, God damn it. They're about to tell me that they're pregnant. I mean, like, yes, that's exciting. But, you know, oh, you can see it coming in the parking lot. But now here I am driving skate skating in a white SUV. But I realized why I loved it because I love my Jetta. And who I am inside is always a Jetta girl. And I'm going to keep the Jetta. Jeff's got the Jetta that we took my Jetta to New York. How many times can I say Jetta? But that's who I am inside. And so I needed to stay in the fam. You know, we'll see where we are. It's a sensible lease. I got a great deal. It's a tax right off. Yet again, I think my accountants, I think everything's a tax write off because I don't understand taxes, but. I'm sure I'll be like, this was a bad investment. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of bad investments, I'm going to get in my next guest. Uh, I love Andrew. He's a dear friend of mine, and I hope you'll enjoy him too. You know, I try and bring on straight, hetero, n- non-binary men sometimes because, you know, we always need a little perspective. But Andrew's great. Uh, we've known each other for two years now, and he's you know, travels a lot with our friend Nikki Glazer and and he's been out back on the road. So I kind of want to see what it's like being out on the road, on the road again. Listen, believe it or not, I'm pretty picky when it comes to who's sponsoring the podcast, but I have been down hard and uh, devoted to my Go Macro bars. You want to know why? Because they're friggin' delicious and I love them and they keep me fueled up. And the next thing you know, I'm doing zoomies around my house like a damn French bulldog just because I feel fueled up with that good, good 100% plant-based ingredients. Hey, to fuel your body and your mind, that's Go Macro bars. Go Macro bars are literally made from simple, high quality ingredients and are certified wait for it, organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. I didn't even know that you needed all those things, but with Go Macro, you have them. Listen, do you have a food allergy or dietary restrictions? Go Macro offers three delicious nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter and chocolate. I'm telling you the maple sea salt will literally make your eyes roll back in your head. It's a sensual moment. It's a sensual experience. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Basically like a mother-daughter owned business and it's based in a rural community. So it's a mom and daughter making delicious bars. You know what? That are on a good, that they just have a good lifestyle and a good mission, which is to put a positive effect on the world. How? By giving you the most delicious plant-based bar you've ever had. So listen, I want you to try out their 15 mouthwatering flavors. Go Macros, Macro Bars, like I said, are 100% plant-based. And all you have to do to get your hands on some are go to gomacro.com. That's right, gomacro.com and use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. Get your hands on them, baby. Go Macro. All right, let's get into it. Andrew, come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Andrew Colin, good to have another comic back in the house. How the hell are you? Good. I'm good. I'm uh, in the best shape of my life. I've been doing prison workouts because I'm in prison. This is my one call. And thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you for, you know, making this collect on my end. So what is it? A fucking dollar a minute? You cheap fuck? What? Look, just tell my dad I'm okay. I will. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm in good shape. Yeah, you're in great shape. I love anybody who starts a a podcast out with a humble brag. Uh, but you have. So just for a little backstory for those who are listening, um, Andrew's a real comic, you know, a road dog, if you will. And so I enjoyed chit chatting with you. We became friends, what, two years ago when I moved to New York. Uh, but it's I need these refreshing conversations that are just very unfiltered and where we could just talk shit because I don't have enough of those in my life where people who can give the shit right back to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I would never do that to your face. <laughs> oh, the amount of shit that you just send to me in DMs, private DMs. I, I don't know why. I, I did not take you as a uh, as a gif 
Is that what they call GIFs or GIFs? What are they? I, I don't know. I thought they were GIFs, but apparently they're GIFs. You are. You're, fuck a, you're a fucking Jiffy machine. Like, I did not think. I thought you would write out in words what you feel. No, you send a dog no. giving me side eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for calling me out on this, but I literally LOL so fucking hard at a good GIF. GIF. I mean, like Wendy Williams rolling up her window, just like pissed off, says, I'll see you tomorrow, bitch. Like, are you kidding me? I giggle. I giggle so hard. Yeah, you sent that back to my mom being sick. I mean, what is wrong with okay. you? I mean, you got to choose you know your what? gifts. My dad died. So I still have one up on you. I don't want to hear. I know your mom's sick. We've been over this. Mine's dead. So my dad. You win. Now, you win. Yeah, yeah, I win. I wish I could send wow. you a gift right now of a fucking chihuahua <laughs> peeing on your dad's grave. <laughs> See, these are the conversations I've missed. You don't understand. I don't think people realize like when you have this deep, dark, uh, cynical voice inside of your body, you have to have these conversations with other horrifically awful people just to really, you know, feel like you're alive again. So I'm glad we're I having this. I'm like, glad you're I here. I feel like my friends that are not comedians are have way darker. They'll say things that just aren't funny. Mm -hmm. They're just mean. Like, I'll, like I murdered my aunt and you're like, yeah, what the fuck, yeah. Rick? Like, I don't think special ed people should be able to be in cars. And it's like, what are you saying, <laughs> Stacy? Like, like, I don't know. I'm being funny. No, that's not. That's a declarative not, statement. That's very mean and kind of funny. Like blind people are the worst. And you're like, wow. OK. Yeah. Why? Wow. OK. McKinsey, where did this come from? Yeah. Uh -huh. They don't know how yeah. to uh, make it sarcasm. So it just comes off yeah. like, oh, let's be as mean as possible. And that's like funny. You know what I mean? So. But we, you and I always connect with through whether it's through sassy DMs or gifs or gifs. I'm sorry, does my my use of memes and and funny dog side eye videos does that offend you? Or you, like what what did you come here to beef with me? I'm on not this? beefing. There's no beef here. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no beef. I, I I honestly I just was giving you shit. I like the gifs. It's it's like <laughs> I'm talking to a 12 year old illegally. Yeah. Um, legally. legally and it's cool, you know, but, um, no, it's fun. You can say a lot with a GIF. I don't know what you type in to find a Chihuahua giving side eye. I don't know if you type in, you know, I typed in a couple things that didn't come up that I was trying to send you and it was frustrating. You, if you get too specific with a GIF. Yeah. You have to use just keywords like fire or, um, sad or LOL. And then you'll get an arrangement, just a full catalog of options yeah are yeah. you a mean are you I a do mean a head you like a good meme no well i can't figure out how to find memes but if i find like i don't know where you go to get a meme but if one is sent to me i'll screenshot it and then like send it to a friend yeah, you know i feel you yeah um yeah listen i'm honestly i'm an easy audience that's the thing you know i'm not a like I'm a cynical comic in the sense that like, you know, we talk about dark, weird, heavy shit, but I'm the, the first one to giggle. I love an LOL. I laugh at the dumbest shit all day. I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think highbrow, lowbrow. I, mm -hmm. I saw someone fart the other day on a, what? And it was, I, I haven't laughed that hard, <laughs> you know, really long, just from a fart, just a little fart. And wasn't, I wasn't there. It was, you know, someone else's thing going on. And I listen. Bathroom humor will always be funny. It's never not going to be funny to me. If you're not a religious person, and I think that when you really sit back and you analyze the bathroom and you analyze farts, you're telling me there's not a God who had a sense of humor who was like, I'm going to make you humans sexy as hell, but also fart. Yes, come on. Somebody had to have their hand in that. That's what made me believe in God, truly. The, you know what I mean? I, that the was part I saw was a girl, <laughs> her boyfriend was in the other room, so she went into yeah. her friend's room to fart. Oh, and her friend wait, filmed it. Wait, 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 the TikTok. Hold on. My friend just literally sent me this video and I was crying laughing because the girl has her boyfriend over. <laughs> yeah. For, okay, for the audience that's listening, the girlfriend has her boyfriend over. And so she goes into her roommate's room to let out a fart because she's like, she has to. And it is the funniest shit. I'll, I'll send it to everybody on Instagram. It's too funny. Dude, it's so funny. I remember I, uh, I, I hooked up with a woman and I went into the bathroom and I farted, but I put the sink on to cover 
But no sink is tr- like if it's a good yeah. fart, a sink isn't covered. Yeah. You need a you need a tidal wave to cover this. For some reason, when I have sex, I don't know what it is. If it's the up and down Makes motion, it just sucks yeah. in air. And I go in the other room and I unload. It's it's longer <laughs> than like a scroll. It's like it's a scroll of fart. It just <laughs> and it's not even like it's not from food. It's I don't know what it is. Try being a woman where you just it, there's constant pressure going in and out. And that's like when people like queef. So I'm like, that's a thing. It's air. It's science. What do you want to do here? You know, and, and acknowledge it is what the it queef. is. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge the queef. Here's the thing with the queef. I, it's so funny when your girl queefs and they're like, is that a burglar? I think. Is there a burglar in the house that's also farting? No, that was your that was your vagina. That was your vagina. No, I'm pretty sure it was a burglar. No. Can I tell you? Every time I queef, I'm like, Jeff, check the ring. Check the ring camera. Someone's breaking in. They got a gun. Oh God, it, they got a gun. They got a gun. Andrew, I'm crying. Was, this is what I yeah. needed. I needed to talk. You know, people want to like, you know, interview somebody who has works for the health department. You know, talk just like a motivational speaker. I'm like, no, I want to talk to my dumb fucking friend Andrew because this is my fucking podcast I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want so I can be very motivational I can give you a motivational speech right also by the way the girl heard the fart over the sink so I came back in she goes did you (laughs) fart and I go what she goes and did you try to cover it with a sink and so now I'm a liar like yeah it was bad yeah who would ever okay I would never call anybody out like I'm at least southern enough to be like you know what I mean like hey would you like a Coca-Cola? Like, I don't know what to tell you. need a ginger ale for the tummy, but I would never like call you out. Yeah, you but, would just sleep fuck. on the couch. But yeah, so I could be motivated. I think motivational speakers, unless if you're just a motivational speaker and you haven't like started from the bottom and work, I don't know, like done something and become successful at something else. You can't just be motivation. Yeah. Everyone's favorite reality TV star, entrepreneur, designer, and restaurateur is now a podcast host. That's right. Lisa Vanderpump is launching her very own podcast. All Things Vanderpump is a lifestyle podcast that covers dating, marriage, sex, entrepreneurship, LGBTQ, and animal rights, charities, parenting, entertainment, and hey, everything in between. Lisa will welcome a new guest each week for a free-flowing conversation. The best part? You, the fans, get to be involved. You can submit your burning questions or ask for advice, and Lisa and her guests may answer your question on the air. If you know Lisa, you know she doesn't hold anything back. Get to know her better than ever before, and you may even hear some behind-the-scenes gossip you've always been craving. Be sure to, to subscribe to Cast Media's new podcast, All Things Vanderpump, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check out the video releases each week on YouTube. Okay, so I get very upset with Gary Vee. Like I follow him, but the fact of the matter is his motivation comes from an unrealistic place. I totally hear what you say. Like he'll literally, you know, people, these poor kids will call in and be like, I've like, I literally, I've got no legs. I've got no arms. I'm in a gutter somewhere on the side of the road. And he'd be like, okay, I want you to type on, on a keyboard with your teeth and start a business. Like what, Gary, the guy's a quadriplegic. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. He's like, no, you're going to start a lumber business. And you're like, what the fuck is Gary talking about? I know. And, he, and he always, they always use the F-bomb. They always. Yeah. They, I mean, that just emphasizes things like that. He's for real. You know what I mean? And and it's like a kid being like, so I got a thousand on my SATs. I'm thinking about going to college. He's like, fuck college. You're too fucking <laughs> smart for college. You're, you know what you're going to do? You're going to fucking start selling shoes out of your dad's basement. <laughs> and they're going to be your grandmother's shoes. And you're not going to fucking tell her because you're going to be the fucking grandma selling shoe king of the world. And you're like, what? Uh, huh? Yeah. And, and it's always like, go find a raw paper clip in the bottom <laughs> of a dumpster behind an office max and then sell it on eBay for a dollar and a half. And then maybe drive to the guy's house to pay for it. Who you know calls you on Craigslist. You may or may not get murdered or raped, but still you're going to be an entrepreneur. And you're like, all right, Gary, uh, pump the brakes, brah. Okay. Here's the thing about being an entrepreneur. You have to do a lot of things other than just think of an idea. Like, that's that's where like I could never be an entrepreneur. I've tried. I tried to come up yeah. with a couple of things. They didn't work out. I had a website called youhot.com. It was you hot? Yeah, it was like a hot or not meets YouTube. 
Not a bad idea. Oh. Kind of like what Instagram not a bad is idea. with video. It's like, let's see how hot I am through a video. It right. ended up being a very shitty YouTube. You know, it didn't really work. It didn't function. I put up one video. I thought it'd go viral of me with peanut butter on my chest, screaming, uh, singing Alicia Keys on an inverted table, fixing my back. I thought that's what would have changed my life. <laughs> Turns out, for four people, was it, wasn't it? I have four people still mm-hmm. writing me saying that was a great, you know, and you were singing no one. But see, if you were to throw that into a meme or a GIF and send that to me just randomly, I would fucking live for it. I'd be like, you know what? Andrew gets a, a favorite in my phone now because that's so fucking funny. I, I love having conversations with just looks and no words. You know what I mean? I mean, have you had any Shark Tank ideas? Oh, first of all, I've already talked about this on my podcast, but I won Invent America in the fifth grade. I had an idea for kids' pajamas. We talked about I know, this. I know. No, we talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Kids no, pajamas I, I, with I'm, pockets, right? Yeah. No, it's kids' pajamas with beanie babies attached to them that had flashlights in them. It's not bad. Yeah. Listen, I'm an ideas girl. I'm a big picture. You know, I basically have started a production company in order to run my tour. You know, it's just for, yeah, I got to have a business to like pay taxes and shit. But I'm I'm having this moment where I have these really big ideas, but I've realized, I mean, it's really a self-reflection moment. I'm great at the ideas and I'm actually good at the execution. I don't mind doing the work, but I need somebody to guide me to like, this is the next step. And then you do that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll put in the work. I hate when people are like, okay, so I've got an idea for a startup. And then they just never leave their house. I, here's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I got an idea. It's like a peanut butter jelly sandwich that also fixes yeah. your computer. But yeah. But here's the catch. No carbs. <laughs> and it's like, what? And they're like, well, what? someone's going to have to do the accounting. Yeah. But that's the thing with me. I can't do the accounting. I can't sit in a cubicle. I can't. I'm a finance major. I cheated on everything in college. I can't do Excel. I, I can't. Functions, uh, table contents. I don't know what you put yeah. in there. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not that person. I'm an ideas guy. When I was in real estate, yeah. I could like kind of figure out where what property goes where, but I can't. And I could talk to people. I'm very personable. We're salespeople. Yeah. That's the thing. And salespeople, you're either sales or analytics. Truly. You know what I mean? Or maybe IT. There's three things you could be. <laughs> right? Maybe I had two sales guys. I yeah. had a partner. He was also. You can't have two sales guys. It's two, it's two ma- no, one. It's two magnets hitting each other. It's like Jeff is not a sales guy. He's analytics. Like even in a relationship, romantically, one's got. It's like saying one's got to be the star. You know, I'm the one who's going out wheeling a deal, and he's the one who's crunching the numbers, keeping it, keeping the budget tight. You know, and we work as a team. Yeah, and then he steals from you, and you don't know because <laughs> you're having fun. Robs me blind, <laughs> literally. He's been actually funneling money for, you know, uh, fuck, 10 years. Look, so, I mean, someone's got to spend it. I just watched this documentary of this guy. I watched like two episodes so far of this guy who just meets like single divorcee women on the internet, says he's going to make, I forget the name of it. It's on Hulu. Um, and uh, he says he's going to make, uh, he has like a $12 million settlement coming. So he's like, let's put things in our name. And we'll buy things through your account. We'll, we'll keep it in your name, but we'll joint count in the bank account. I have this $12 million coming. We're going to be so rich, but let's use your money for now. So he'll spend all their money, but it'll be in their name. So it can't trace him. And he did it to like 20 women. Okay. Well, guess what? They're fucking idiots. Any settlement, any court document, you could just get on the Googler and find. So that's some bullshit. That's like the Dear John, where that woman like thinks that she's living with the doctor, but he's actually like a homeless guy doing meth underneath the bridge. I was like, you didn't just go to the, the doctor's office one day to see this motherfucker in scrubs. Like I, that, I feel like I'm so street smart. I'm so not book smart that I'm so street smart that that kind of shit just pisses me off. And I'm like, they, they deserve it. They saw it You're coming. You're telling me though, but these women, they're like, they're like 50. No one's dating them. They're very horny. They're just alone. Doesn't matter if a man showed up and was like, I've got a settlement coming. But in the meantime, can I have your Bank of America password? I'd be like, suck my dick, Rick. I see it. Bamboozle me. You know what? I was saying the same thing. And I was like, I, I felt bad about saying it. But I said it to my yeah. roommate. Like, I don't feel bad for these women at all. Mm-hmm. But now that you said it out loud. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. But I was going to play the other side, but I'm with you. They, they, yeah. they should have known. I mean, you're alive 50 years. You should figure this out. This guy, 
you know, but he tells them they love him after the third date. If a guy tells you he loves you after a third date and on the fourth date he wants to do a joint bank account, wake up, sister. So a 90 day fiance, it's usually like a guy from Albania or Ethiopia or something coming over and obviously trying to get a green card coming to the United States. But this season they flipped it where the whoever they are, the guy or girl, whatever, is going to the other country. So you're like, all right, obviously, if this isn't just a green card situation, let's see if these people actually love each other. I don't even know where the fuck I was going with this, but it's um, it's one of these things where I'm really thrown for a loop this season because there's this like couple, there's a guy, Michael, and I think he lives in like Senegal and he's with this horrific, hideous woman who is, you know, literally road hard, put away wet. And I'm like, and he still is walking down the aisle getting married to her. And I'm like, but they're going to stay in his country. So I'm not 100% sure what the draw is here. And he's a good looking guy. Here's the thing. You know what I mean? How bad is your life in America where you're going to go live in a hut in the Philippines? Like, like yeah. how good is that dick? The guy, like he must be laying it down or you're just like, you're really on. I mean, there's no way you got a, a three bedroom, two bath house with a, with a Lexus in the driveway and you're moving this to Senegal to, uh, yeah. to live off uh, rice. And beans. Like, Can I be honest with you? Especially as a woman, the motivation is I've had great dick. I have great dick now. Love you, Jeff. I know you'll listen to this, but I've had, you know, I've had a, a dick, other dicks. And I'm like, at no point is dick for at least a woman. Cause we are, I mean, I'm sexually motivated, but I'm not like the dick would have to be, I wouldn't just do it for the dick. I don't know. That's, I, I, I that's what I'm trying to say. You're not living a without lady, AC. Yeah. In, with yeah. mosquitoes for for a nine inch dick like that doesn't yeah. that's not gonna no doesn't even out no. but if you're telling me i'm gonna go live in an italian villa with a micro penis yeah i might sign up for that <laughs> honestly actually it's on my vision board you know an italian villa you is can't actually, see it it's micro it's a little it's just a yeah. dot on my vision board I'm trying to make some bold choices in 2020, but also make the right choices. And you know what? Every day at five o'clock when I go to the fridge, I'm like, all right, it's been a day. It's been a doozy. We're just getting through it day by day, hour by hour. And then I open that fridge and I see my busy hard seltzer staring back at me. I go, I made the right choice. Do you want to know why? Because it should be an easy choice when it comes to hard seltzer. Because I'm drinking a hard seltzer that has what in it, Heather? That's right, vitamin C. Literally, busy hard seltzer is so freaking delicious and it has antioxidant vitamin C. Now it is extracted from the acerola, let me get that right. A Cirola cherry, which is a super fruit that has 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. So, I mean, there's plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but why wouldn't you go with the one that has refreshing natural flavors and the antioxidant vitamin C? I mean, it makes your life choices a lot easier and a lot tastier. They've got flavors like pineapple, mango, black cherry, lime, kiwi, strawberry, blueberry, pomegranate. Honestly, Vizzy's really good. I'm not even, I'm not playing with you here. It's really freaking delicious. I personally love the black cherry lime. I put it over a little ice because, you know, I, I'm just, I'm Georgia like that. And it is so freaking crisp. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment with vitamin C and at 5% alcohol by volume, only 100 calories and less than one gram of, get this, real cane sugar per can. Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Upgrade your hard seltzer with Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to V-I-Z-Z-Y hardseltzer.com. That's Vizzy hardseltzer.com. Must be 21 or over. Trust me, crack open a Vizzy. You'll thank me later. <sighs> Jeff's going to listen to this, and I, but I just have, feel like I have to speak it into existence. Yeah. This is what I want. So my goal is, or maybe he won't listen to this episode. I don't know. Um, but my goal is, so Ina Garden, the Barefoot Contessa, did this cool thing where um, she and her husband, Jeffrey, they had always wanted to live in Paris. So what she did was she bought an apartment in Paris and then redid it, spent like two years redoing it, and then took him on vacation to Paris and you know, they go to stay in what he thinks is probably just like a rented apartment. And then she's like, no, actually, this is our apartment. And she designed everything. I want to do that for an Italian villa for my Jeffrey, but now it's no longer going to be a surprise. I mean, we're like 10 years off from villa status, but I just want, I feel like I have to say it out loud in order for the universe to accept it. You know, how did, how did the guy react to it? Was this in a movie or is this real life? This is real. No. Do you not know who the fucking barefoot Contessa no, is? What's that? That movie? Oh, your brother lives in the fucking Hamptons, Andrew. Yeah. No, the barefoot contest of the chef. Uh, Ina Garden. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull up a photo of this I bitch. mean, you've what never you been mean? angry at me. And this is like, this, I just is, got where, angry. this is where you're going to. Uh... I do her impression a lot. It's okay. You're, you know what? You're not this lady. 
Do you know this woman? No. <sighs> You're so uncultured. I don't know what to say. First of all, I know who Emerald is. Bam! <laughs> bam! Because you went to Tulane. You want some bam! cheese on that? Bam! Bam. Uh, uh, bam! If you, if you were a chef, what would be your signature like phrase? Wham! Okay, you can't uh, do can't. that. Were you just beating chicken uh, all day? That's all you do is do chicken cutlets. So my signature phrase is, damn, that's hot. And it's... <laughs> And it's you constantly taking out sh- like pans out of the oven with no mitts on. <laughs> and they're like, here goes Andrew. No mitts, Andrew. Damn, that's hot. Yeah. It's all fajitas. It's just me grabbing yeah. the Chili's fajitas thing without gloves and being like, no, it's yeah. hot. It's hot. Damn, that's hot. And then I serve it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so like original. Wow. He should be on and top. And you're on, you have a cook, like a food network show for like 12 seasons, but it's only fajitas, different variations of fajitas, but only fajitas. Sometimes we do (laughs) nine green peppers and seven (laughs) onions. And then other times we'll do four green peppers, no onions. Damn, that's hot. What would mine be? (laughs) Like mine would be like, hey, let's add a little bit of salt now. You know what I mean? I'd still have a little Southern twang. Hey, don't skip on the salt. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how did emerald come up with one word we have to do a sentence and i kind of copied his by doing damn but uh yeah oh chad do we need to shorten it to just one salt. one word <laughs> yeah but salty it'd be salty salty salt life i i salt life i fucking love salt i do i'm a i like sweet and savory but i always lean towards savory yeah i never have put salt like I'm, i've never been a guy that got something and was like all right, pass the salt. You know, there's those kind of guys. That yeah. kind of girl. Yeah. Pass the salt, pass the pepper. And then they, yeah. they just fucking, yeah. they, just, <laughs> they just hide it. Like, it's like, you don't even see whatever you ate. It's like, no, that's just, you just put a glacier on top of there. It's like, yeah, I like, yeah, right. pass the salt. There's always that, your dad would always be like, pass the salt, pass the salt. Yeah. Well, we're also, I, I mean, I put a hot sauce on everything to the point. I mean, I, I literally, I mean, you're from New Orleans. Are you in school in New Orleans? I carry Crystal's hot sauce. Literally when Beyonce said hot sauce in my bag swag, I always have Crystal's hot sauce in my bag. I have to go back. It's like, you're more, it's what you I do. Frank's? I love Frank's. Frank's is now Frank's is a little bit more Buffalo-y. Crystal's is nice because Tabasco, I'm not a big fan of. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Crystal's has that Buffalo-y flavor, but it's just, it's a little bit more vinegar based. Tabasco on popcorn. It's a Southern. No, thing. but I fantastic. I'd be open to Fanta- that. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Here's the thing. I love hot foods. They don't love me. And I think that's a lot of people out there. You know, you just you eat the hot mm-hmm. foods. Next thing you know, your booty might not f- <laughs> feel good. <laughs> booty. My, I'm so glad. My booty, <laughs> my booty boy, my booty hole <laughs> cannot handle hot foods. Like I'm telling you, I eat a hot thing one time and my booty hole is like, who do you think you are? Okay. You are. First of all, the phrase booty hole just really, that brings me joy. I'm immature today. To everybody who is tuned into this. Last week, it was a dark week for the podcast. I was just going through it. I was raging. I just gotten off the phone. I'm trying to make some business decisions with my like fake production company where I was just heated. So this is what we needed. Just levity, stupid booty hole kind of jokes. Queefing. That's what I needed today. Dude. Do you feel like this year, you know, it, with it being such a fucking crazy year, have you learned anything about yourself or <laughs> or just like had a moment where you're like, okay, I'm a change person. This year has changed who I am because I feel like I'm still Heather thriving because I already had like my, my years of trauma the last couple of years after my dad passed. So I don't know, like for a lot of people, this is their new thing. This is their new experience, their new panic. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I'm par for the course. We're in a pandemic. Let's keep riding. You know, I think I here's the thing. You recently got in shape, right? So have you, do you feel like you found out like that health and wellness journey has really brought up some emotion inside you? Here's the thing. I think that if we make any big rash decisions right now and then the vaccine comes out tomorrow, then you're like, oh, I was kidding about, you know what I mean? Like, like you have these big moments, but they're big because right now, all we can think of, like, you just think about your moments because we're not going into work. You're just, like, overanalyzing right. everything and who you are. A lot of people are, like, finally, like, taking inventory of who they are, you know? And I've done that. Right. And I think through doing that, I've kind of figured out um, what makes me happy, what kind okay. of, that I want positivity around me, and that I'm not afraid to speak up if someone 
isn't treating me how I deserve to be treated because I've realized that alone during the pandemic, I don't need anyone else. Like I'm, I'm content and I'm happy within myself. And a lot of that has to do with working out and a lot of, you know, eating right and, and staying positive and, and having a two pack, almost a four pack, you know, but here's the thing about me with working out after a month and a half, and I feel great. And then I'm just, I just lose it all in the sense of not just, I gain weight back. I just lose all that feeling of success and, and feeling. Of, right. of, well, the high is gone, right? It's like when you hit a plateau, then the high of like getting that cardio high, you're just like, oh, I just, today's Tuesday. Fuck me. You know? Exactly. And then, then, then what do you do? I mean, why are you doing it? And so I think you have to change your expectations from, oh, I want to look good in a bikini to, I just want to feel good when I'm wearing nine layers. Like, I just want to feel healthy. See, I I actually thrive, like hit my fitness peak. My wellness journey is really at uh, just, just going 100 miles an hour down the highway with those seatbelts on in the fall. There's something about this summer heat. It makes me more hungry. It makes me drink more. Just everything about summer, I swell, I retain water. But in the fall, like sweater weather, God damn, I'm on the Peloton. I'm doing, I'm just, I, I hear that, feel that crisp October air in the morning. That's when I thrive. So everybody always works out for the summer, but I start to get in shape. Like come into September, watch out. Fucking forget it. I'll be in the best shape of my life come Christmas. <laughs> That's just how I personally roll. You no, know what I mean? I, I've, I've said that before that I get fat in the summer and I get in shape in the winter, which no one should do. I mean, it should definitely be the other way around. I think what happens, it's like, you know, when they tell you take a hot shower and make it cold and blah, 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 like, oh, and then your life is over, blah, 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 you know. But there is something to that, that cold air, the circulation's up, you're awake, you feel more alive and summer can make it. You could also just, you know, do a Japanese dry brush before you get in the shower. You know, I, I don't, I can't with the hot and the cold water. I like a nice, warm to maybe a low crispy temperature, but I don't need, I, I'm not dousing myself. You know, I'm not doing a polar plunge. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. That's too much. That's Gary V shit. Who, you know, who the fuck is taking a cold shower in winter. Like who's getting out of a cold shower. It's cold. And br- like, you, unless your apartment's nice with great heat, you're going to be cold and then more cold. Who's getting more cold? Who's who's doing that? I, I know that everyone's on a self-care journey and I know it's a very personal thing. And so I respect and appreciate all of I it. I don't. But I've realized like some, yeah, fuck it. Um, well, I'm about to just grill the, like, the, the people who journal in the morning. You know, it's like so much <laughs> self-care shit is thrown at you that it's like, if you don't journal, now you feel bad. If Like meditators, if you don't fucking meditate, you're a piece of shit. Do I meditate? I do when I'm on the road or when I'm working just because it helps me with my anxiety, clears my brain. I don't meditate every day, which I'm sure some fucking meditator out there is going to be like, you're not mindful enough or some bullshit. Now you got to journal every morning. Who the fuck wants to get up and journal? I don't journal. I'm a writer, so I journal when I write jokes, but I'm not getting up and writing, dear diary, because Dorinda Medley, who's a real housewife of New York, who I know you won't know, but she always said, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. How many times has, has somebody's journal come back to haunt them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Frank. Yeah. I mean, I don't one. need to have that in writing. I don't need my deepest, darkest secrets in the morning to be in writing. Yeah. Also, my journal would be the most depressing thing ever, especially during quarantine. Ever. It's literally this. Dear journal, today I woke up at 930. I went back to sleep. I woke up at 11 and then I was like, let me get 30 more minutes. Then I got up <laughs> and I showered. I showered too early. I brushed my teeth in the shower journal. Then I got out. And I worked out for 20 minutes. I went back in bed and took a nap. Dear, you, you still there, journal? And the journal yeah. goes, stop. Put the pen stop. down. Just stop. Your life is pathetic. Stop journaling. Also, the meditating thing to me, what annoys me about meditators is they think they're smarter than other people. Like there's a level right. of arrogance and, 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 and intellect. And highbrow. They have. Yeah. <laughs> Because they can fucking sit in a chair for five minutes and not fall asleep when they close their eyes. I've meditated. Yeah. I, I went, I, I did it. It's, eh, 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 eh. I don't feel better. Than, I, I just don't like the idea, like feeling better than someone else for sitting in a chair. Stop it. 
I get meditative when I work out. You can do it in other ways. I will say now being off the road, if you will. I don't want to say like being on the road because you get it because, you know, you're a touring comic. But it's like when you get off the road, I've learned things about myself, at least that what I have to do. I'm like, OK, exercise does make me feel good. It helps me get rid of that, that cortisol, that fight or flight. So I do know that when I go back on the road, I need to exercise every day if I can. I mean, travel schedules are brutal. You know, you also have to have somehow have energy to do a fucking two hour show or whatever at the end of the night. But I'm like, I do know that I'm going to have to exercise on the road because I just think performing is exercising and it is, but I'm like, I got to do this to like stay in just for my well-being. What, is there anything you do when you're on the road just to like keep yourself sane? Well, there's one more funny thing about the meditating. If I could just say mm-hmm. one more thing about that. When someone goes, it's your journey. It's your journey, how you meditate. Bad thoughts will come in. That's good. Let them come in. It's your thoughts. And then they go, it's your journey, however you meditate. And then they go, how long did you meditate? And you're like five minutes. They're like, yeah, I just did a 30 minute. And it's like, now you sound like you're bragging a little about how long you're meditating. Say like I just did an hour and a half. I'm up to 16 hours of meditation. I'm meditating right now while I'm talking to you. And it's like, no, yeah, you are always a one about up. it. You're competitive yeah. about not being competitive. I, I feel you. I mean, you're, fuck, you're shame now if you, you're a cold brew drinker and now you move, you know, and you're not a matcha. Like everything <laughs> is an internet shame. Cancel somehow. And I'm like, it's supposed to be my self-care journey. My self-care journey could be getting up, smoking two menthol cigarettes, talking to my dog, crying with my dog for an hour, taking a dump. Like, <laughs> let me do what I got to do, you know? I feel so bad for this dog. <laughs> I know. This dog's like, can you just journal and not talk to me? Um, I know. Yeah, so what do I do? I don't know. Flying does fucking destroy me. I don't think people realize, unless you're in sales or whatever and you fly a lot. Yeah. It, 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 and it sounds like, oh, you're complaining about flying to entertain people. It really does mess with you. It messes with, yeah. it makes you feel bloated. It makes you feel soft. It makes me, my, it, like, it makes me feel dumber. Like I can't think clearly for like a day or so after I fly. So then to work out when I'm feeling horrible just doesn't add up to me. Like I don't, I, so it's hard. It's hard. So I, yeah. take, I sleep a lot when I'm on the road because of the flying. Making you have tired. to. Well, what people don't realize is like you'll do a show. You'll get by the time you get out of the theater, right? Like you're you're done with everything. You don't get in your bed till maybe one a.m. Especially if you're like a late show, you get in your bed at one a.m. You fall asleep by the time your adrenaline comes down from like the rush of the evening. You're probably asleep by two two thirty. You got to get up at six a.m. to fly to the next city. People don't fucking understand it. I'll never forget when I was on the road. I. I've never been this pissed in my life. People can slide my DMs, say whatever they want, but I got a review one time that was like, I feel like all, since Heather's been on the road, she's complaining a lot or she's, you know, she's bitching about being tired. Like you said, you're an entertainer. It's like, you're living your dream. I'm like, but you don't understand. You're allowed. This is my human experience of what I'm doing to get to where I need to be, but it's fucking exhausted. And I'm just sharing my, my point of view and my experience. I'm not complaining that I'm, I'm not blessed. I'm not grateful for the job, but going on the road, it takes a toll. Like go fuck yourself. I, I, well, I think what happens is I think forever, like it's been like romanticized by like musicians. Like there's literally a song called on the road again. Like, on the yeah. road again. I can't wait to yeah. get on the road again. You know, we would change that song. The song would be like, I yeah. can't wait to stay in my bed again. Bed again. And journal <laughs> to myself while I masturbate by myself. I don't know. Whatever. Like, it, it's just, yeah. it, it's, so that's what people think. But if you take a seven-hour flight to Washington on a Thursday and you leave early here and it's a three-hour difference, so you could get there on time to do your Thursday show, and then you expect me to be like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get there. A lot of people can't do stand up in the most perfect fucking chamber ever, you know, echo chamber ever. Right, right. They would never do stand up. And now I got to be funny. Right. And you got to be funny right. for an hour and a half. I'm only doing 20 minutes because I'm opening. Like the mental uh, take, like where you have to be mentally to entertain. Like, I don't think people understand understand that we're very emotional people and that's why we do what we do and we lay it all out there and we let you know everything because we just want to be loved so we like we give you our all because we're just mentally not there so with that comes a lot of depression and so if we're like down especially after traveling all day and you're sitting next to a crying baby and a 900 pound man on your left and then a Mm. guy that won't wear his mask and then, yeah. uh, you know, a flight that doesn't have air conditioning for some reason that's on the tarmac for three hours. 
and then you finally land and it's turbulence the whole time. And, and, you know, so your booty holes clenched, your booty holes clenched. you had Frank, you got your armor of God on. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, well yeah. now entertain me for two hours. How can you complain? And it's like, no, right. Like, my brain isn't there and I'm sorry. Like, right. And, and I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, I mean, all that being said, like, I can't wait to get on the road yeah, again. You know? Yeah, I know. It was such a wild experience. I was like, because I feel like you're similar to me. Like, when you're in work mode, you go. Because as an entertainer, you never know when your fucking next gig's coming, right? So we spent have spent so much, so many parts of our lives just waiting or like, you know, ready to go. And then when you're in the zone, you work and you work hard and you're on the road for months or you're traveling, you know, you do... 50 fucking shows in a matter of 30 days or whatever. It's a lot. It, that's like your goes like your go time. And I try to explain to people I'm I've made up for like everyone else's nine to five job or like having a consistent thing. I do all of that in a month and a half. It really is exhausting. I'm blessed. But there are these moments where now being off the road, I'm like, OK, I've got to do things differently in order to be able to literally like marathon it, not sprint it um, to be able to do it again. Now, all that being said, I do miss, I'm like itching to, to, to tour. I'm itching to LOL and tell fart jokes. You know what I mean? I miss it. Yeah. I, I miss that. I mean, there we all miss connection, right? Like, yeah, it's human connection. We just miss being around a bunch of strangers. And it's like, we all have this thing in common of laughter. And, it, and right. it, I don't know, it's bigger than I, I think you could even put in the words. Like there's something to it about being in a room with 500 or a thousand other people. No one knows each other except for the people you're with. Yeah. You're all connected and in, in, in right. real life. And like, not, we're all living on the computer. Like we're all, and we're all accepting it too. Like that's kind of the weird thing. It's like, Oh, I could do, I'm just as effective on the computer on zoom calls. It's like, we don't ever have to no. go in the office again. I, I've spent the last couple of weeks working, uh, doing these like Zoom pitches with all these networks to sell my show. And literally, I was like warned before. And they're like, by the way, a lot of these execs have Zoom fatigue. Like that's a thing that they're calling it. It's Zoom fatigue. I'm going to be like, listen, tell these motherfuckers, I'd be more than happy to come to their office in LA. So they better not get Zoom fatigue for my meeting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell also, you. Also, there's so much, like for someone like you, I really think you in person you're larger than life. Like the idea of like you being in a, in a room with execs right. being that you could sell the fuck out of your show. You could read the people, you can feel their energy. Yeah. You can look around and kind of get an understanding of who they are, like whatever. Like, yeah. And then you're you, you're magnetic in person and you're magnetic on, on through here, through zoom. We're talking on zoom right now, but I mean, to sell a show, it would be way easier if you were in the room. You know, you could jump up on the yeah. table. You could be a fucking. You could just show them be crazy. why they should invest in you. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been it's been an interesting adjustment. But yeah, I mean, you're right. We all miss that human connection. And like we were talking on your podcast, I said I miss sweating on people. I miss being in clubs, sweating. I miss having acid reflux on stage. Like just those things. And it's not even from like a performance standpoint. It's just having that human connection. And honestly, it's hard for me to write material because I feel like. I, I, when I go back out on the road, I don't want to talk about the pandemic. I don't want to do a single pandemic joke. Like I'm like, let's just pick up from where we left off. Let's forget about this. Cause I feel like I haven't even been out in the world to even have a fucking human experience other than what we've all had, which is just sitting at fucking home. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. where do we even pull from? I don't know. How do we work on shit? I mean, you could just pull from your mother, obviously. I mean, the fact that <laughs> you had to move home and you're living with your mom again. I mean, they're for like the sixth time. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you could pull a shit ton from there. You could pull a shit ton from New York City compared to Atlanta, I guess. You know, living in the South versus the North. And and how is New York right now? How are you feeling? Good. You're in BK. Good. Yeah. It's honestly, um, it's nice out again. Um, we're getting to fall. This weekend, I was in Wash Square. You would never know there was a pandemic. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if that means that the second wave is coming in about three weeks. Or we're just making this the new normal and we're surviving and we're trying right. to thrive as much as we can. Right. And then, you know, you see, you you still see some remnants of like a lot of homelessness more than usual. But, you know, those are the other comedians that didn't make it, you know, and I they didn't make, they didn't it. make it. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. But yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, New York City's thriving, dude. I'm telling you, it's uh. A lot of people are moving back. 
They left the Hamptons. Somebody sent Jeff a message. They were like, you you left New York when it needed you most. And Jeff was like, I'm not an essential worker. Like I, New York doesn't need me. And he's born and raised in New York. He survived 9-11, Sandy, all of it. Like that, Jeff is like, don't fucking come at me. I'm a New Yorker. He's like, but also I think it was just one of those things where you kind of look at the quality of life, right? Where you just have these moments like, you kind of see everybody else has a house you can afford like a home other places or you can go outside and put your feet in some grass. And that was my thing. I was just like, I can't do this. I well, really and truly was just, I needed to keep an eye on my mom. And I've just realized, all right, she's getting older and I need to, that's just my, that's my, my job. That's my duty. And I, I, you know, I love and adore her, but so many people are like, you abandoned New York. I'm like, I didn't abandon it. I'm not, I don't, I can't help. You know, I can't help. I don't know what you want me to do. Yesterday, I went to Starbucks. I went to Levi's, bought jeans in, in the store. And then nice. I saw, you know, uh, people having sex under a tree. Like, New York is yeah. back. Like, yeah. you can do everything here that you could right. do before. Right. And, and right. the people that left, maybe they should have never been here to begin with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you could get a hell of an apartment right now. In New York City. Dude, my building sent me an email and they said, if you come back in the next six months, we'll take $1,500 off your rent a month, which makes me think I, I was already paying a fucking arm and a leg. You're going to take $1,500 off my rent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I was getting over New York. I was going to move to Nashville, I thought, or yeah. maybe Denver. Just, I don't know. I was looking at other cities. Yeah. I don't know. Now that it's 70 degrees here, 75 degrees, and there's a lot of hot women that want a strong man, you know, with a bad booty hole. I mean, what's what else do you need? Hold on, flex those guns for me again. I mean, 40 of working out, Andrew Collin. It's good. It's, it's good. It's weird. It's weird. I'm single and, you know, I've been asked this a ton. It's like, do you want to get married? A lot of people ask me that. When The older you get, the more they're like, you want to get married? You want to have a kid? You want to get married? I'm sure with women, it's even harder, you know? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm technically like, if I were to have a baby this year, I think at like 33, it, it becomes geriatric. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? I was at my nail salon the other day and the lady goes, how old are you? I said 33 because I took Jeff to get his nails done. He loves getting a mani-pedi. And she said, why don't you have children yet? She literally said, if you wait any longer, they won't be smart. And I was like, for fuck's sake, Holly, come They're on. They're not going to be smart anyways. Have you met me? Yeah. Have you met me? <laughs> I went to Ole Miss and got a theater degree. If I had them at 16, they would be dumb. Yeah. I'm like, I have a fucking podcast called Absolutely Not, where I have drunk women calling and binge. What did you think this was going to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know how to answer that. That uh, Do you want to get married? Yeah, sure. But I'm not like, I know a lot of people that are like, yeah. And then they get married right. and then they're divorced, divorced five years later. You know, it's like, you can't, I, I'm not going into anything where I'm like, yeah, I got to do it because other people are doing it. I got to. Because I just, well, everyone, yeah. Everyone got up my ass because they were like, why don't you, I don't understand why you're still trying to get married in Italy. Why don't you just have a backyard wedding? I was like, first of all, you don't know my family situation. My dad's dead. Like I, I'll be depressed if it's just my family and Jeff's family because I want it to be about our fucking friends, right? Like we, it's a different situation. Like I want it to be, I want to be drunk. I've waited 11 <laughs> years. I'm not doing you, it. Like if you, you think I'm doing it in the back You want to wake up in an prison, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, you're like, I don't speak oh, um, Italian yeah. oh. But I'm, uh, I got married, oh, because my dad's dead, oh. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah dude. Oh, we let you uh, out. We let you yeah, out. You have a fun. You go have an espresso. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> then I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you want. I, but but it, it does it, it it does kind of like make things reflective in the sense where you're just like, okay, yeah, I'll get married when I get married. And I told Jeff, I was like, I'm waiting to have a wedding. I'm not bridezilla. But I don't think that I need to just like get married in the backyard just to like, we're we, 11 years. We, you're not going anywhere. You know? Am I going to have a Zoom wedding? Yeah, fuck that. Fuck What that. am I going to walk down the fucking hall to my buddy playing acoustic guitar in the top right yeah. corner? It's like, no, yeah. I'm not walking down a virtual aisle. I'm walking down on a villa overlooking Capri. I don't know if that's there. And uh, we're going to have <laughs> freaking bread with ham in Italy. <laughs> It, well, it would, it would technically be prosciutto. Yeah, yeah, prosciutto. That's fine. I couldn't think of a word. Yeah. Well, because even if you had a backyard wedding and you had like two cousins there, somebody would be like, uh, wear the masks. You know, it's you're either you're mass shamed or you're gathered shamed. Even if you try and be smart, I just think, you know, I don't know. It's a wild, it's a wild time. And you know, if I meet someone that I want to marry, I'll, I'll get married. Sure, I yeah. would love to. 
You know? So ladies, if you're listening, Andrew Collin, he's a sexy Jewish man. I'm staring at him right now. He's got the eyes of an angel, baby blue eyes. Are they kind of hazily? No, they're blue. They're hazel. They're hazel. Okay. Uh, he's 40 years old. When's your birthday? Andrew? April 18th, 1980. Born in Miami, yes. Florida. Ooh, a row. <laughs> <laughs> I like a guy that can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it real quick, dude. Yeah, 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 I'm doing it too, right? Am I doing it? Yeah. Air raid. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Air raid. <laughs> I I'm a I'm great at rolling my R's. I just am. It's a it's a personal thing. It's what I'm good at. Look, we all need a talent. I I think Andrew the tongue ring has a problem though, right? When you do it. Oh, the, did you ever have a tongue oh, ring? Yeah, Andrew. You've known me for two years. What would your mom do, do if I you look- came home with a tongue ring? First of all, I never like tongue rings. It's a very like South Florida thing to do to get your tongue ring. But whenever anybody had a tongue ring, and the girl was always named Brittany. You know what, Brittany, in high school, she got the tongue ring. But they'd always like play with it. You know what I mean? And pull it out. And you're like, God damn it. You just had mustard at lunch. <laughs> like keep the tongue ring in. Oh, no. I never even had my belly button pierced. I do have a cartilage pierced in two holes. I like the girl like never given a blowjob and had a tongue ring. And she's like, yeah. can I just have the tongue ring? Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not like what, who you think I am. I just, mm-hmm. I just like the decoration. Also, it's not a ring. Okay. Why are we calling it a ring? It's a stud. Stud. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not in, I'm, I, you know, we're, we're just from, we've spent time in Florida. So we just, you know, we know that life. Um, Andrew, so you're single though. Uh, so ladies, if you're listening, he may want to get married. Slide in his DMs. I always tell y'all to do that. Slide on in. I mean, we had the one day that was a roller coaster boy. And then I ended up going out. So you put up my information. We were getting right. footies. That's what we did mm-hmm. for a little while mm-hmm. when pre-COVID. And uh, I would say I got 110 DMs. It was mm. insanity. It's so much where it's like over, it's overwhelming. It's a good overwhelming, yeah. but it's overwhelming. And one girl lived in New York. She came down. We went that night. I met up with her the night you put it up. Yeah, we literally had foot massages. And then you're like, I got to go meet the, you know, whatever, Nicole for sushi. I was like, all right, fuck you. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I used you. You're out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you take your chair. Uh, you still yeah. got 20 minutes left. Uh, so I, so, so she, yeah, we had fun. I don't know. I never saw her again, but we made out. And, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think a guy getting DMs from women, there's way more better women than men out there sending DMs. I feel like guy DMs are completely different than women DMs. Uh, you know, they're way more sexual. They're way more, they're creepy. Guys are creepy. Women can hide the creep a little better. Mine are always just from men in the Middle East being like, be my bride, please. That's it. It's just Saudi men. Um, I don't know what it is. I You know, they all say they're King Mohammed something, but I'm like, yeah, isn't everybody? You know what I mean? So I don't know who to trust. <laughs> I have told Jeff there are prospects, but yeah. You got to keep they him get, on his get, toes, man. You know? Got to. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, yeah, when women come in, if they come in too hard, it could be a turnoff, you know, when they're just like, you know, it could get real, you know, real intense pretty quickly. And that's never, it's got to be sexual undertone. I don't, there's sometimes where it's too friendly and it's not sexy at all. But then again, it's like, also, if you're on private, you got to, you got to, what are you doing? Like, if right. you're going to make a private profile on Instagram, you better get a big headshot where you can see your face because <laughs> guys aren't going to be interested. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if I, listen, people get, slide my DMs, even single white females. You know what I mean? I get single white females all day. And then I'm like, listen, M- Michelle, I'd respond, but I only see your little Yorkie in the photo. You could be a murderer. I don't know. You take, you you know take what I mean? a screenshot, you zoom in, and you just see a bigger yep. Yorkie. Like, it's not going to get you there. Yeah. And then they go, well, just follow me back. And it's like, then I follow you back, and then you don't hear from me ever again. That means I went through all your photos and then decided I didn't like you. What's worse? Right. What's worse? I'll tell you what's worse. A hot booty hole, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know. What is worse? Just a hot booty hole. I have a hot booty hole. I, I you know, it, it, you know, I've had surgery. From your, <laughs> I just go back into it. And I'm just like, just sad. I'm just like, yeah, I had surgery on it. My colon fell out. So, well, listen, that's why when it comes to like, people are like, what are you gonna have a baby? What are you gonna have a baby? I've had enough friends who've had their literal. It's called rectal prolapse, where basically your your colon fall. I don't know if it's where your the colon baby comes butt. out of the butt, right? 
well, they, you ripped <laughs> no, your no. butt. You, yeah. And, and your butthole falls out. And I said, hey, when they figured out a cure for rectal prolapse, yeah, then I'll consider getting knocked up. But in the meantime, mind your business, Aunt Linda. You know yeah, what I mean? It's called a C-section, I think. <laughs> yes, um, it is. But I, I think the, yeah, dude, women, if your butt prolapse and then your husband leaves you, you should be allowed to murder him. If he, if, yeah. Oh, yes. If, if a guy ruins your asshole, you should be able to stab him. Yeah. For as many years as he took away from your life. So you could do, you know, a stab a year, I think. <laughs> so if you're with him for seven years, he drops your booty hole out. You could get to stab him seven times. Kind of like the purge where it's like, you know, one is it like one day a year where the, the, the alarm sounds and it's just like, <laughs> oh, there go the, the rectal prolapse stabbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, I'm all about women's empowerment. And I say, we take our take our power back. Oh, my God. On that. Andrew, Colin, I love having you on here. But I need you to leave our audience with a little bit of motivation just to get through life. Look, if you're sad, if you're feeling bad, if you're depressed, if you have anxiety and you feel like you can't uh, reach your full potential, you can't. So just stop. You can't. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Don't meditate. Don't journal. Don't go vegan. Don't drink water. Don't talk to a therapist. Don't drive a Prius. Don't do any of it. Just quit. And I promise you, when you quit everything, you'll finally feel alive. And that's on God, period. Andrew, I love you. Thank you for that motivation. Good to see you. <laughs> love you too. I'll listen to my podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.